The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to Drinking Bros, presented by GhostBed.com. Sit back, relax, and grab a fucking drink. Yeah, welcome to Drinking Bros Sports Super Bowl Extravaganza Show. Drinking the hard AF seltzers that just came in. My God, man. Mm. Whew. Cheers. Dink. Cheers. Uh, we got a special guest today. Uh, the center for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Ryan Jensen, is here. Ryan, guy, you've been on the show before. You were a blast <laughs> last time. No pressure. Don't fuck this up today. <laughs> I'll try not to fuck it up, you know. This it's kind of what I do though. Wait, are you wearing a is that a <laughs> black rifle t shirt? Is it a black rifle shirt or is it a Guns N' Roses shirt? What do you got on? No, it's black rifle. Oh, it's black rifle. Look at you. He can't prepare. Yeah. How, black rifle. How did I see like a millimeter of it and know what it can't, was? Can't prepared. That's amazing. Uh black <laughs> rifle is actually going pretty, in the pretty obvious shirt, you know. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They're going on the New York Stock Exchange tomorrow. We'll be live uh doing the opening bell with them tomorrow. Uh that's a big boy move. We appreciate it. Yeah, definitely. That's awesome to see, you know, yeah. seeing where the companies came past, you know, eight years, <laughs> nine years. It's cra- It's not even that. I, shit, man. I, I know we started promoting seven. it on the show and yes, yeah, seven it years started ago. September officially started September 2015, although there was a year before that. So about eight. Yeah. yeah. Crazy, man. Yeah. Crazy. Uh, and with you in particular, Ryan, you've had a crazy season as well. A lot of off-season controversy <laughs> here. Your quarterback may or may not have retired. Did you hear it from Adam Schefter first, or did you hear it from Tom Brady? <laughs> yeah, you know, it was funny. I was actually flying back from Tampa, and I, you know, landed uh, on the, you know, landed in Colorado, and all of a sudden my phone's just blowing up that Tom retired. That was on that that Monday when, when uh, or whatever day it was when uh, when Adam Schefter tweeted it out prematurely. And everybody's like, "Did he actually retire?" I'm like, "I have no idea." You think he's going to call me first and, and <laughs> let me know that he retired? But uh, but yeah, no. Uh, you know, it, it is after 22 years, you know, it's not really that big of a shock that he would retire. Granted, you know, he was still uh, balling out and, you know, a top five quarterback still at, at 44, 45, however, however fucking old he is now. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was pretty crazy uh, just to see, uh, you know, Twitter blow up with that and Instagram and all that. And then uh, he, he comes out and says, yeah, well, what the fuck are you talking about? I ain't, I ain't retiring yet. Yeah. And the- then obviously two days later, he, uh, you know, he announces on Twitter. Yeah, the, the shitty part for me was you have the greatest quarterback of all time, and that pains me to say because I'm a Falcons fan. And it, but I, I can admit it, uh, you know, I I do have some, oh, god damn it, uh, some bias towards him. I, I fucking that that still was like the most miserable experience of my life being at that game. Whatever, but I can acknowledge he's the greatest quarterback of all time. I wish that he would have been able to announce it on his own rather than some bullshit reporter from ESPN. Um, was that how you felt as well? Yeah, and just knowing Tom, I know he was he was pissed off about that. Um, you know, it's that whole thing about got to be first, don't always got to be right type thing that comes with you know sports media and really just media in general. But um, you know, how are you gonna you're gonna leak you know Tom Brady's retiring just for some clicks and, and views? Like, let the man retire on his own. I'm sure yeah. he would have you know had something really cool, a cool video or something because that's that's what he does. Yeah. You know, he. he Records these awesome videos, and I'm sure that's something that was going to happen. But obviously, by uh, that getting leaked early, he probably didn't have enough time to to work on that. But, he he does um, do fun stuff. Like the the picture he posted with his his final retirement announcement was a picture of him after beating the Patriots in Foxborough. Mm-hmm. Like he didn't say that, but that was clearly the picture. Oh yeah, yeah. he I enjoy the way he trolls. It's very funny. But yeah, the if if you're in the media and you've got the you're Adam Schefter and somebody leaks that to you, this is what you do just for anybody that ever wants to be in the media. You go to Tom <laughs> yeah. and say, hey, I, under- I know this is going to happen. Give me an exclusive when you decide to announce and I'll hold that information until then. Yeah. That, that solves everything. You're still first and you still respect the man's ability. The best 
quarterback in the history of the NFL's ability to fucking go out on his own goddamn terms. Yeah. Instead of you trying to get likes on Instagram or fucking Twitter or whatever. Yeah, it, it's, it seems insane to me. And, uh, and again, because he does post great content. He posts great videos. I'm sure he would have done something amazing. And then for this dude to come in and just be like, nope, sorry, I'm going to take that away from you. And the other part, too, was the bonus was on the line. And the bonus didn't kick in until, what, February 5th, I think? Fourth. Fourth, yeah. yeah. And it was another $10 million. 15. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Was it $15 million? Yep. So to, to come out and, and do that for, you know, somebody's livelihood, especially if this is their last contract. I mean, you know what it's like being in the NFL. You try to make as much money as you possibly can. And then for some little dork to fuck it all up like that potentially uh, is, is insane to me. Yeah, no, it, it's, it's messed up. You know, you know, now, you know, granted, he's made a, a ton of money in his career and he's got all his off field stuff. And, you know, I don't care how rich you are, 15 million is 15 million. But um, yeah, no, it, it's. It's just kind of it's bullshit. Like now you're messing with people's money and, and their reputation, and and honestly, just the the ability to go out on their on his own terms. It, it, it was just crazy that uh, you know when I saw that you know Adam had, had tweeted that, and you know immediately I went to Tom's you know Instagram and, and Twitter and saw nothing. It I was like uh, I don't know if this is this is all that true, but um, yeah, it's it's messed up, man. Yeah, yeah, absolutely crazy. Um, but. We can, we can scrap all that. Uh, you had an unbelievable season. I feel like you're the most famous center in the NFL. Uh, I don't know if it's intentional. You've grown your hair out, and you've stopped giving a fuck, uh, including like after the, the play is dead and everything else. Like uh, I always see you tearing down the field. Um, do other people recognize you and shit more than they have before after playing with Tom Brady? Yeah, I think, I think that happened a little bit more um, you know, last year. Uh, you know, having Tom Brady as a quarterback, you know, it kind of gives everybody on the team a little bit more intention. Uh, but yeah, I, th- I think, you know, around town, even, uh, you know, just in Tampa, it's a, it's a pretty small, big town. And uh, after Tom came here, obviously, you know, a lot more people started paying attention to football uh, in, in Tampa. And yeah, I'd say, <laughs> especially uh, after, after Rick Ross uh, uh, last year in the playoffs, put me on his Instagram story and, you know, started hyping me up. Uh, a lot more people started to recognize me, but uh, yeah, it's it was a it's been a crazy two years playing for him. I bet, I bet. And where do you go from here now? Um, how long do you have left on your deal? And then, you know, who do you bring in as quarterback to replace Tom Brady? Yeah, so I'm actually I'm actually going into free agency this year. Um, so, uh, you know, it's you know with Tom retiring and stuff like that, we'll we'll see what happens on uh, staying in Tampa mm. or, or whatnot. Uh, would love to stay in Tampa if the you know everything works out right, but. Um, it's, it's one of those crazy things, you know, a lot of people have, have talked about, you know, potentially Aaron Rodgers and, you know, a bunch of these other, um, bigger name quarterbacks potentially getting traded to Tampa. So I'll be interested to see if they, they bring somebody in, if they draft a kid, if they give uh, Kyle Traska opportunity to step in and take the reins, it, you know, it's, it's kind of a, it's crazy, uh, crazy time down there, uh, trying to figure out what the next move is for them. Yeah. Because, you know, a guy like you, like last time we were together was for the Travis Pastrana thing, uh, in person. I know you've done the okay. show since. But we, you know, we did that show for the History Channel there, and uh, and we were raging together. And I know, you know, money is obviously a huge concern because you were a D two guy. Um, and now that you've had, you know, a huge contract that is over, you're also a Super Bowl champion. What means more to you now, another huge contract or playing with somebody who could potentially get you another Super Bowl ring? Yeah, I think I think there's a you know a fine line between that. Uh, you know, I'll be 31 this year, so you know, making sure I get as much money as, as possible is big, but also, you know, being able to win, uh, you know, this point in my career, um, you know, I've made a, a, a lot of money and, and everything like that, but, uh, you know, going and selling your soul for, for a ton of money and, and winning three games, I'm not really all that interested in doing that. But, um, you know, for me, it's just, uh, you know, of course you want to win, you want to make note, you want to make all the money you can. Uh, but for me, it's, it's, it's that fine line of, uh, you know, playing for a contender, but also making, you know, the money that I feel that, you know, I would deserve. So the Texans are out is what you're saying. The Texans and the Jets are definitely out. <laughs> uh, you never know, but, you know. <laughs> no, we know. We know again, with the again, Texans you know. and the Jets, they're out. Those guys are definitely out. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Put some respect on Lovey Smith. Let's go. Oh, boy. That's a stopgap. You know, well, let's be, uh, let's be real. The, 
the answer with that beard. The answer, well, he does, he looks way better with the beard the though. Beard. Like he looks a lot more authoritative. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, uh, the answer here is obvious, and that is to go be the center for the guy that's going to be playing this Sunday, right? They desperately need some help on the offensive line. And Oof. you know what? Your buddy Gronk is probably going to go over there too. So you guys can just fucking hold hands and skip all the way to fucking Cincinnati. <laughs> yeah. Although Cincinnati sucks. So I mean, uh, like the as city, a city as a city, the yeah. team is fucking great. The, the city is skyline chili and fucking hillbillies and shit. Team is fun. I'm sure you, like Dan alluded to, you heard what, what Gronk said this morning. You wouldn't mind catching balls up for Joe Burrow. Yeah. Uh, they need offensive line. You would be a great center for mm. Joe Burrow. Is that something that you would consider? I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, again, uh, you know, they're, they're a team on the rise uh, with a young, great quarterback. <laughs> um, so, you know, there's, there's always the potential for that. And, uh, you know, if they, if they wanted me, you know, it could be, an, it could be an option again. Uh, you know, I would, I'd prefer to stay in Tampa, but, uh, you know, things happen. And, and if that's not uh, availability, you know, I'm really open to kind of go anywhere. <clears throat> Tampa, you got a good staff down there too. I yeah. Mean, Arians I, is, yeah. is great. All those guys are great. Uh, I wouldn't recommend you going to the Falcons, even though that's my team. I, I don't know what the fuck they're doing. I know Matt Ryan's coming back. And it's like, dude, if we're not going to win a title, let's do something. Let put him somewhere where he can win before he dies. He needs to get Stafforded real quick. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, Cleveland. <laughs> Send him to Cleveland. Anywhere. Yeah. Uh, just whatever you do, don't don't join the uh, Los Angeles Lakers. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> they can't get it together. Man. I don't know what the fuck's right. going on out there, but all they're looking for is famous people. Ryan, you could be on that. You team. know, Westbrook's going to make forty-five million dollars next year. Yeah, yeah, that's where we're at. That's where we're at with, with Russell basketball Westbrook. Basketball money is where it's really at. Yeah, I know. That's what you should do, man. Just go start playing basketball. Nobody will see it coming. Just show up one day and yeah. all the gear and don't say a word to anybody. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, though, they'll uh, just write me a check. Yeah, why not? Just go up to Orlando. They need some fucking big guys. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> uh, does your wife have any input on this decision of like, hey, before we look at where we're going, can I tell you the cities <laughs> that I would love to live in? Because that's what I imagine it behind the scenes. Yeah, is there a football team in Hawaii? That's the conversation <laughs> we have with our, our significant others of like, hey, I think we're going to Austin. Do you like Austin? Is that cool? Yeah, I think that, you know, there's obviously, you know, with, with my kids and, and, and my wife and everything like that, there's it's a big family decision. And, um, you know, there's a lot, of, a lot of input and a lot of discussion about that. So, uh, you know, we've, we've had kind of some of those conversations, started having those conversations, but uh, end, end game, you know, it, it kind of is what it is, and we'll, we'll put ourselves in a, the best situation possible. Yeah. Um, by any chance, did you watch that 30 for 30 on the tuck rule the other night with Brady in it? I've just seen, I've seen some highlights of it. I was actually just watching, uh, you know, with him and, and Charles there for a second. I didn't really catch the whole thing. I just got little, little snippets of it, but it's uh, something that I think I need to go watch because it looked pretty interesting. Yeah, the, the interesting thing to me about it was um, we, we talked about it briefly on the show the other day, was you don't really see Brady do long-form interviews like that. Uh, he sat down with Charles Woodson, who was a teammate of his at Michigan, and then obviously that was the person who tackled him uh, for the tuck rule itself. So they were able to go back and forth. I was unaware how gangster Tom Brady is behind the scenes until you actually see him in interviews. Because at the end of it, not only was he like, look, the, the ruling was correct, and I don't really give a shit that I took a Super Bowl away from you and everything that you went through, but then I'm going to beat you in pool at my own house. Um, and he <laughs> rocked Charles Woodson at the end of this documentary, and he took off his Super Bowl ring before even hitting the first shot. I mean, it was fucking awesome. Is he like that in real life? Oh yeah, man. He's, he's competitive with when it comes to everything, man. It's, uh, it's crazy. And he's, he, he don't, he don't care who, who you are or what, or what he's, uh, he's trying to beat your ass at anything that he does, whether it's, you know, he always, he always brags about being able to chug the you know, world's fastest beer chugger. And, you know, always, always, he just, everything that is competitive, he'll talk shit. And most of the time he's, he actually can back it up, which is, uh, which is pretty incredible. Wait, is he even at chugging beers? He's he's better at chugging beers than the entire offensive line and Robert Gronkowski. I find that hard to believe. I've seen you put down twelve in like record time. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, he never. I never got a chance to race him. I think I would. I'd kick his ass. But uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I've seen we're him bringing Brady out of retirement before. for a fucking <laughs> to shotgun beers. Yeah, you know, he probably <laughs> picks his battles. Yeah, you know? yeah. He's, he's didn't get this far from being stupid <laughs> like that. Yeah. He probably is like that. He's probably picking his battles. I would. Like, there was a, there's a guy uh, that works with us, Joel. He's a, a cornhole guy, mm. has a jersey. <clears throat> He's been in, like, some professional tournaments and everything. I've never lost, and I beat him. 
Uh, and the first thing I did was made him sit by the cornhole board, take a picture of it, um, and then send it to his dad. He said he threw the game. No, he did not throw the he game. He said he felt bad <laughs> he for you. He said he was up 17 nothing, and he threw the game. Uh, he got rocked by me. It was great. And then he was like, I want to play again. I want to play again. But I'm selective like Tom Brady. I said, no, I want you to think about this loss for six months. And then I'll play you again. Yeah, you and Tom Brady, basically the same guy. Pretty mm-hmm. much. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Went to school at the same time. Everything else. Wow. You know? That's about it. Yeah. No. We're pretty even. No. Pretty even Stevens on that. But you don't know who somebody's <laughs> going to be. Like, dude, even in college, it wasn't like he was that dominant. He just turned it on in the NFL. Um, well, it's, it's pretty co- crazy. Co- college is very rarely a predictor of success in the NFL for a quarterback. Right. Yeah. I mean, how often does that happen? Uh, Usually only from smaller schools or schools that have good run programs and a game manager quarterback. That's the only time you ever really see it. But now we have the case of Joe Burrow. Have you played against Burrow? Uh, I don't think I have. I think we played Cincinnati last year, but that was uh, after he got hurt. Mm. Uh, <laughs> but the kid's unreal. He's 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 the real deal. Um, just from the you know his his swagger to his to his performance and. Uh, you know what he it's crazy what he's done in the playoffs you know especially the Tennessee game you know got sacked nine times and mm. they still somehow won the game and you know that's kind of been the story throughout the playoffs is you know sacks and pressures have been, have been crazy but he just kind of does his thing and and gets out of shitty spots and and makes plays it's, it's crazy so uh, you know I think I think he's He's on that that level that that trajectory of kind of you know the the Patrick Mahomes, um, you know, uh, Josh Allen type, where you know he's he's going to be a, a top quarterback for a long time. Mm. Yeah, Dan and I were at that game. We were sitting right behind the Tennessee bench, and it, it just seemed like they had no answers and they were listless. Uh, I know Tannehill threw for three interceptions in that game. Derrick Henry didn't really look like himself, but it felt like Cincinnati was just always going to win that game for yeah. some reason. <clears throat> well, I mean, I feel like that when Burrow's on the field, to be honest. Yeah, uh, uh, he's he's a winner, and I don't know if you can teach that. You know, I mean, you can learn it, but I don't know if you can teach it. You know what I mean? He he just seems like one of those guys that's um, comfortable in being ahead or being down. He feel he feels confident that he's going to win, and he doesn't take uh, the first game into the second game or the second into the third. Like it's a new game every time for him, and he's trying to win that one game. No. That, that he seems super focused on what he's doing. More so than you would expect out of a 23-year-old fucking quarterback. Yeah. Especially one that got fucking shithouse last year because his offensive line was terrible. His leg you know I mean? almost blew up out of his body. Like, yeah. he might have... <laughs> he was real close to being having, like, a Lieutenant Dan leg. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because his line was that terrible. Wasn't quite Mackenzie Milton. No. 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 But, uh, or even Alex Smith. It wasn't that bad either. R.I.P. <clears throat> Mackenzie Milton. You know? He's no, not, he's alive. No, he's still no, very much he's, alive. But he's, yeah. his career's dead. Well, his career's dead. Yeah. Um, yeah, but he's alive. <laughs> you you live until the last person forgets your name, and really, who knows who he is anymore? That's he, true. He's dead. He's dead. He's dead. Delco will never forget. That's I'll never forget. So until Dan dies, and I will no. never forget that UCF made Joe Burrow. <laughs> you think so? I was with waiting that, for that. Yeah, with that hit, <laughs> we went up fourteen three on the pick six. We blasted Joe Burrow on the block, yeah. and down. he's been the best quarterback ever since. <laughs> he was tr- he was medi- very mediocre until that point. He was. He was uh, for LSU. For LSU. For LSU. But then he, he picked it up. Ryan, where did you go to school? It was, a, it was a small school in what, Colorado? Yeah, I went to a CSU Pueblo, a small Division two, in, uh, Division two school in Southern Colorado. Uh, like, I don't know, 6,000 kids. Maybe, I don't even know if it's that big. It's pretty small. Uh, it's a pretty small school. Do you, did they name the stadium after you? Because you're like the only famous alumni from there. <laughs> no, they, they, uh, they named the uh, locker room after me. Mm. Um, you know, I don't know if that was out of honor because I gave him forty thousand dollars, but um, <laughs> you know, one of those one of those deals. It's still it's still a pretty cool uh, pretty cool honor to, to have the, the locker room named after me. Yeah, on, in Hollywood, you can get a star on the the Hollywood Walk of Fame. I think for forty five k. That's it. Yeah, let's get one and just put butthole. Well, you gotta you've got you still got to go through the board, but they want the money mm. first, and it's like, all right, cool, man. And then you go through the board, so you're only five k off. From getting a star in the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Damn, I, you know, money to money to hit that up real quick. To, yeah, I probably, cash out some of probably wouldn't wear that black rifle T-shirt when you go to the board, though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely not in LA. I don't idea. think they're fans of us. No, definitely not. <laughs> not in LA. Um, uh, last oh, time, he's la- not even the only Colorado Pueblo person we've interviewed on this show. Really? Who else? We well, got? not on sports, but uh, uh, Dana Perino. Oh, oh shit. wow! White House press secretary Dana Perino is on the yeah. show. I didn't know she went there. That's weird. She's I mean, more she is important, from Ryan. She's probably more important. 
Uh, I would say so. <laughs> You've made a lot more money than her, though. I can tell you that. Oh. So I, that's true. Well, above board. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the White House press secretary. The salary is not great for that job. But the book just, deal is like, real nice. Yeah, especially when you get to write about George W. Bush. <laughs> <laughs> is that what she did yeah That's well great. she's she was his press secretary for like two years yeah yeah, yeah. but i so. didn't know how deep she went what like, the fuck else is she gonna write about eh, you never know about collating pages she's a and hot shit? blonde oh. woman like dude there's mm. there's plenty to do there there's absolutely plenty to do there uh let's get to the super bowl right guy um <laughs> rams versus uh Bengals. uh right now the spread is is four and a half i've already put the house on this um do you so this is what i love to ask nfl players who are still playing do you guys pay attention to the spread? Because gambling has become so prevalent in the NFL. And the NFL has a deal with, uh, who is it, Caesars? They signed a three-year deal with Caesars, I believe. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, so. I think it's the commercials you see nonstop. Yeah, so a lot of current NFL players that we interview have no idea what the spreads are. Is it starting to creep into the locker room now more and more with everybody gambling on it? No, I, honestly, I don't, I don't think so. Um, never really hear anything about it. We don't really pay attention to it all that much um you know so it to us we don't really we don't really give a shit if you know we're we're 20 point favorites or we're 20 point losers you know it's just one of those deals uh we're, we're just trying to win the I mean, fucking game i could see so, if it's something super egregious you might use it as billboard material like jordan probably michael jordan probably followed the lines to see if anybody was disrespecting him just so he could use it to kick the shit that's out. i mean he's reason. a degenerate yeah. gambler also. that too yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure for sure but he i doubt he bet against himself ever, no his entire himself. life no. yeah no yeah so, so you guys don't know because uh the stats came out today 31 and a half million americans thus far have bet on the super bowl and we're not even close to Sunday yet. By the way, that's uh, one tenth. That's forty percent of the total viewership that a Super Bowl normally gets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very, very close. That's also, I assume, only including legal bets. Oh yeah, because yeah. you take a guy like Delco Dan here. I don't know if you can see him uh, with the blue shirt <laughs> on. There it is. Mm-hmm. Um, this guy, real dirt bag. I support local. <laughs> <laughs> support your local bookie. <laughs> Sorry, that's 30%, not 40. <laughs> but yeah, you should support local, local businesses. It's an entrepreneur. Strip clubs. It's honestly one of the longest relationships I've ever had. <laughs> is wow. with a man whose name I don't even actually know. It's not even his real it's name. It's not even his real name. I told you mine in Los Angeles. His name was Casual T. Um, Did it's, he? That's stupid. It's a double entendre. Yeah. It was a Co- casual t-shirt. It was no. also a casual T because he would with, kill you. Come up with a good spy name. Eh. Like the Raven or something like that. <laughs> like refer to yourself as a mononym, like Sting. Yeah. Also, like a one word. Where I'm from is legitimately, uh, I think it's most bookies per square mile. No shit. In Delco. Yeah. Well, what else are you gonna do at Delco? Like work at the paper mill or fucking right. run from the police? Right. It's, it's not a whole lot. It's of... like uh, in a black neighborhood, the only way to get out is football, but none of them can do even that. So yes. the only way to get out is to just gamble pull, on football. Gamble on football. <laughs> Either be a bookie or be an NBA referee who is involved with the mafia, like Tim Donahue. Tim Donahue. Jesus, what an who idiot. went to Cardinal O'Hare? Well, is he a Delco guy? Yeah, he went to Cardinal O'Hare. So you don't pay. You guys don't pay attention to the fucking lines or anything. But you, you've got an opinion on who you think is going to win this game, right? Yeah, I think you know everybody. Everybody does. It's it's crazy. Um, you know, at the beginning of the year, obviously nobody thought uh, you know Cincinnati even had a chance to make the the playoffs, let alone make the Super Bowl. So seeing what they what they've done and how hot they've been the last half of the season is 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 crazy. You know, they got all that momentum going. Uh, but on the other hand, you got you know the Rams, who their defense is is one of the best defenses in the league. You know, their pass rushers are are you know. The best in the you know the best in the business. You got Von Miller, you got Aaron Donald, you got Leonard Floyd, who's, who's coming on. Yeah. It, it's it's crazy uh, when you when you look at their defensive front and what they have and what their their ability to you know pass you know rush a passer is is crazy. Um, so I, I think it, I actually think it's going to be a little bit of a defensive struggle, in my opinion. Um, I think I think it's going to be a low scoring game. Um, you know, unless you know the Rams really take the, the top off the defense with Cincinnati. Um, honestly, I haven't even watched any really Cincinnati, uh, games this year. I've, I've caught, you know, I caught the a couple of the playoff games, obviously, but, mm-hmm. um, I've never actually really sat down and, and watched them. So I'm kind of just throwing, throwing cards at the board at the, you know, kind of mm-hmm. my thought on it, but, uh, with, with Joe Burrow, the things he's done throughout the playoffs, uh, with not a lot of, uh, in, with not a lot of help, uh, you know, up front and, and just out there playing street ball. 
uh, be interested to see um, if the if the Rams can can slow him down. Let me ask you this: This is since you mentioned that street ball thing. Um, last playoffs, that was kind of the story for Kansas City, right? Like they they would have won. I'm sorry, the two playoffs ago, they would have two playoffs. Ago. They would have won had their line not been fucked up, right? Potentially, I mean, that, that's that was that was year, that yeah. was last the, year, yeah. But yeah, yeah. That was the general theme around the league, right? A <laughs> I lot don't of think you want to say that, right? No, 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 that's fine. I, I would love Ryan's opinion <laughs> no, on it. Actually, I, I'm serious about yeah, this. Yeah. So, and then the Chiefs bolstered their line, and then it looked like uh, they were all discombobulated all season. So, I want your opinion as a, one of the top centers in the NFL. Is it difficult to transition from a from a uh, an offensive line unit where you're running for your life? and struggling all the time to, and then you got happy feet to McGee back here and look, that's what makes him great. Yeah. But does that match with a static line that just tries to stay in the box all the time? Or do you have to work and learn to move that, move that box around, move the pocket around for him? You know what I mean? Cause he, it looked like he, uh, especially in that last game, he's like going one direction and then turning around the other way, then going forward a little bit and then coming back and like this, like that's not what the pocket is meant for. Right. And it seemed like he played a little bit better when he was less protected. And I wonder if that's going to be a thing with Burrow if he gets that. That's why I wanted to ask you what your thoughts about that were as a, you know, you're a professional at this. Yeah, and that and that was the thing, by the way, to to Dan's point. Like after that game was over, everybody was like, "Oh, if the Chiefs had a better offensive line, was that it?" Because it, to me, you guys handled them pretty fucking easily. Um, and it looked like yes, they, they had some problems on the offensive line, but was it more than that? You know, the game plan going in, you're the only guy who knows that answer. Yeah, I think, you know, going to, you know, with, with Joe and and, and uh, Patrick, you know, not having a, you know, feel like they have to run for their lives all the time. Uh, you know, some guys, they just, they they throw the better, they make plays on the on the move. But, um, you know, for just for example, for us the last two years as an offensive line, knowing, you know, Tom Brady was going to, you know, plant his back foot at seven and a half yards every, every time, <laughs> it, it lets us, it, you know, it, it allows you to attack, uh, a little bit more and, and be a little bit more confident in, in pass protection. And when you have guys, you know, with like Pat and, and Joe who are running around a lot, is it, you know, it's that, that bears the question, are they scrambling around because they're more comfortable on the move or are they nervous in the pocket right. because, you know, guys are getting pushed in their face. They're not, you know, being well protected or, or whatever. So I think it's a, it's a combination of both is you want as an offensive lineman, you want your guy to stay in the pocket. That way, you know where he's at, and yeah. you know you can keep him keep him clean. You know, if they're bailing out of the pocket after a single hitch or when their back foot hits the ground, you know, especially if you got good protection, where you know you see a lot of times, uh, you know, quarterbacks who aren't comfortable, they 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 set, you know, they get back to their drop, and the pocket could be perfect, and they're they're still taking off. Um, you know, a lot of that comes from you know experience and just being comfortable in the pocket, but. I mean, it's hard to uh, hard to complain as an offensive lineman when a guy's getting out of the pocket and, and doing what they do. So it's kind of a kind of a catch twenty two. It, it it's difficult as an offensive lineman not knowing where the hell your quarterback's going to be. Yeah, yeah. Well, how do you how uh, do you, you know, broach that conversation? A lot of times that causes like with a guy with two like you the yeah. examples you gave Joe and fucking Mahomes. They're having a lot of success doing that, so it's not like you can go like, "Hey, dude, you need to calm down, throwing all these touchdowns." You're starting to piss yeah. people off, okay? Yeah. <laughs> but still, you don't want your guy getting knocked out in week eight either, like Joe Burrow did last year. And you don't want to lose yeah, exactly. a game in the playoffs because this homeboy's running around for you know all over the place. So, you know, I I don't know how you handle that. It strikes me a bit like a Vlad Guerrero situation. I'm not going to get deep into a baseball analogy, but I'm just saying, like, you can only be a free fucking swinger for so long unless mm. you're a freak. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <clears throat> like, at some point, you got to get the mechanics back in order. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, and look, nobody knows the Rams' defense better than you. You just played them a couple weeks ago. How nasty is that defense? It's it's crazy. They they play a really fast uh, fast style of defense. Uh, you know, their, their front's not very big. They have they have a couple of big guys, but you know, you got Aaron, who's you know six foot maybe, mm. you know, two hundred eighty pounds, and their their edge guys aren't aren't all that big. You know, you got Vaughn, who's maybe two fifty five. Uh, you know, Floyd, who's maybe two fifty five. They're they're a fast front. And they, they play fast and, and they rely on those front four guys to, you know, really the front, you know, six where they play their defense a lot. You know, they, a lot of times they, they get a lot of six man boxes mm-hmm. and they trust them to uh, to stop the run. That way they can play coverage in the back end. And, you know, obviously with that, if they can stop the run, now they're they're doing what they need to do and, and rushing the mm-hmm. passer. And that's what they're best at. So they're, that whole that whole team relies around that that front. Uh, that front seven and you know front six and front seven of that defense 
um, you know, that, 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 uh, that front, they, they take the team where it needs to go because how dominant they can be um, at times. So uh, for me, their, their defense is, is a fast, a fast defense and they, they play hard and they play pretty physical for being a, for being a smaller group. Okay. With that being said, who wins this game then? It's tough. Uh, you know, I, I want to see, I want to see Cincinnati win it. I think um, just because it's kind of that, that Cinderella story uh, coming from, uh, you know, nobody believed they would even be in the playoffs. It, you know, a lot of people didn't even think they were going to win like six or seven games uh, to doing that, uh, you know, and, and coming and making the, making the, the Super Bowl. But then, you know, you got, uh, you know, for the Rams, uh, Eric Weddle, who, you know, came out of retirement after two years, who I played with in Baltimore for a couple of years, great guy, long ass careers, and it doesn't have a ring. So, you know, from like a personal side, it's like, okay, I, I kind of want the Rams to win just because of, uh, of Eric and getting him a ring and really solidifying his career. But at the same time, you have like the Cinderella story mm. with, uh, with the Bengals. Mm. So it, I think it's going to come down. I think as all the playoff games have this year, I think it's going to come down to the, come down to who has the ball last. And um, honestly, I, I want to see the Bengals win. I think, I think they have a, a legit shot um, as, as long as Joe can, can survive the pass rush. Mm. It's going to be tough. I mean, uh, the Rams have elite players at all three levels of their defense. Uh, th- this might be the first time that's happened in quite a while. I think literal Hall of Famers at all three levels. For sure. Yeah. Like Von Miller, Jalen Ramsey, and Aaron Donald all, are all Hall of Famers for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, that might be the first time that's ever happened. Maybe not. I don't know. I, I, don't, I guess I don't pay enough attention to all three levels like that. But that's impressive. They have a good defensive scheme. You're probably right. The over-under is 48 and a half. Yep. I think that's high. I, I did yeah. too. I, I teased it down, and uh, uh, every year, Ryan, on the on the show, we take our winnings uh, from the season and then blow it, usually on the Super Bowl. So uh, I've got five grand I, for real. I, it, it's Bengals are getting four and a half points. Um, I put five grand on the Bengals with the points. I don't. I'm with you. I think this is a close game. I don't necessarily know that Cincinnati is going to win. However, I think it's going to come down to, to, like you said, whoever has the ball last, and I think it'll be a field goal. Therefore, with the four and a half points, I feel great. Uh, I teased this over down to 41 and a half, and I couldn't not take the over in that. I still wouldn't take that over because I could see this being a fucking 17 19 game. Oof. God, that that hurts to hear. Because you and I were at a 13 3 game that Tom Brady was the quarterback of. Usually we go to the Super Bowl every year. It's in LA this year, and I'm not wearing a fucking mask, Ryan. Um, Not going to do it. Refuse to, and uh, don't want to. So we're not we're not going this year. Uh, we have our seltzer launch that day. But, I was going to uh, go spit in Eric Garcetti's mouth. Yeah, yeah, because he well Cause he, doesn't he doesn't inhale. He doesn't inhale, so it's fine. He doesn't inhale, so he wouldn't inhale yeah. the spits. Um, but with that, I just can't. I'm not a guy who bets unders a lot. Maybe I should have teased it up. Um, but fuck, man. Yeah, but then you're winning the entire game until you're not. I know. Yeah. I know, and that that hurts my soul. I would have teased it up. It's a six yeah. point teaser. You could have teased it up to fifty four and a half. There's no way it's going. That I could have teased it to fifty five and a half. Yeah, no way. Uh, no, fifty four. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, forty eight no, and a half. Right? I took a seven point uh, teaser in this. Yeah, it's it's no way it's going that high. It's it's this is not going to be a fucking twenty eight twenty seven game. It's so tough to call. What do you what do you think, Delco? I think I had to go with the Simpsons, right? Yeah. OJ? 34, 31 Bengals. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, the, 30 called it. The Simpsons it, so. an episode was against Miami. It wasn't L.A. I don't care. I don't either. That is a Photoshop. I saw a Photoshop. I don't care. I, f- I saw a Photoshop. I for and I'm a, yeah, same here. Yeah. The mis- mis- Why don't you just let people okay live their fucking lives, Nick, you yeah, piece of shit? Nick. trying to believe in magic over here. Jesus God damn Christ, it. What a fucking dude. asshole, man. What's next? <laughs> Pamela Anderson has fake tits? Fucking fact checker over here. What are you, Snopes? Dude, come on. Some, You're better than for that. Snopes. This is what happens when you let hockey fans yeah. have a microphone. Yeah, you shouldn't. You shouldn't. Uh, <laughs> Hot Bob, who do you got in this game? <clears throat> I think we're all really overthinking it. Like, it's line play. It's line yeah. play. Yeah, I know. The Rams have maybe the best pass rushers in the fucking league, and the, Joe Burrow's been getting abused for two years. Like, what happened last year? Why did the Why did the Bucks roll the Chiefs last year? He got He got sacked nine times in the game and still won now, against the Titans. Granted, the Titans are not the Rams on offense, right? Yeah, but they're not that far apart. Like, no, Tannehill's are. not terrible. They are. Tannehill sucks ass. He's a He's He's not great. Tannehill is Although, fucking. Gar- speaking of that, t- the Titans announced today that they're not going after Aaron Rodgers, so they're sticking with Tannehill for that's, the long haul. That's yeah, bananas. Yeah. That's That's fucking insane. Any chance Aaron Rodgers comes to Tampa Bay? Go. <laughs> Dude. 
Kyle Trask. <laughs> uh, no idea. Yeah. None, none. Yeah, I, it's one of those things where yeah. those guys at that level, which is weird to say, they make their own decisions. They I don't f- fucking consult I wouldn't be anybody. Su- I wouldn't be surprised if he's on Jeopardy next year and not even playing football, to be honest. He's better than Blossom, who's hosting it right now. I watched it last yeah, night. She's, she's insufferable, yeah. Yeah. Well, he's terrible. getting booed right now in Arizona. Oh, is he? Is he playing the uh, waste oh, management? A pro-am today. Yeah. Why would he get booed in Arizona? I think that's... that's more because of his dope Hail Mary a couple of years ago. That might oh, be it. Yeah. 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 yeah, fair enough. Yeah. He's, he's ruined some lives. He has. Yeah. But, dude, I actually don't even think this game is close. <laughs> really? I think, I think the Rams <clears throat> fucking roll. Oh, yeah, I want to believe in magic though. And uh, I, yeah, same here. You know, I'll be rooting for the Bengals. Fuck Stan Kroenke. Fuck the Rams. Oh, easy. But the Rams are going to win. <laughs> and easy. I mean, we can pretty much guarantee that because me and Rob's uh, <clears throat> preseason Super Bowl pick was the Rams, and I'm already faded myself. Yeah, so, like national championship, I picked Georgia preseason. I faded myself. I went with Alabama. Yep. Obviously, that didn't work out. Doing the exact same thing, going with the Bengals right now. So yeah, guarantee the Rams win. Uh. D'Anthony Holloway, who do you got? One of our fans, Ryan, is saying that you're mentoring his cousin, Robert Hainsey, right now. Or were, rather. Uh, does that mm-hmm. sound familiar? I think he's an offensive tackle on your uh, oh, yeah. he, practice squad or something. He was, a, he's a, yeah, back, he was the backup center this year. Oh, he's the backup of, center. Uh, no, that listener is dyslexic. He's tormenting him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's, it's got to suck. It's like being, <laughs> yeah. like, uh, being the backup first base in a Lou Gehrig or some shit. <laughs> yeah. Get off the fucking field. Now he's, that guy probably, who, who replaced Lou Gehrig? Have we investigated this guy? Oh, did did no. he give Shit. Lou Gehrig Lou Gehrig's disease? Yeah, who oh, Wally he, pipped he, while, uh, Lou Gehrig? He just snuck into Gehrig's hotel room at night and hit him in the head a couple yeah, times. Or, or or What's his name? Robert Hainsey? Yeah. Yeah. You know Hainsey's sitting at home going, man, I hope Ryan goes to the Jets. Yeah. I hope the Jets back up the truck. <laughs> he's doing. He's sending out texts like fucking uh, Bill, or, uh, Belichick was. Yeah, about. dude. Well, let's not get into that. Because your wife wants to shop in New York. She'll convince you to go there. Like That's how it always works out. They'll back up the truck, and then there you'll be, and you'll oh be like, God. "God damn it, God! I wish I would have had ta- Tom's hands on my nutsack and not uh, Zach Wilson." Buffalo is pretty nice. Not welcome <clears throat> to Detroit. Uh, anyways, <laughs> I uh, who do you got? I, I agree with uh, Rob that the Rams are probably going to win this by oh, by more than gross. four points. God damn it! Just yeah. just because. But look, it, it, on game day, I'll, again, I will be rooting for the Bengals as well, and if. Uh, if it's a close game into the fourth quarter, like if it's a close, if it's within one score going into the fourth quarter, I think the Bengals probably win. To be honest, uh, because what uh, Joe Burrow's got the fucking whatever juice it is, yeah, whatever yeah. Mamba mm-hmm. Jordan bullshit, he's clearly got it. He had it la- he had it in college two years ago, and he's got it this year. So and uh, that line right there tells you four and a half. That tells you Rams <clears throat> like all day. Well, pu- technically, public money's going to be on the Bengals. So, oh yeah, hundred yeah, yeah. percent. It feels like type of thing. I gar- I bet you going into the fourth quarter, what happens is everyone's gonna be like, it's gonna be just close enough to me. Like the Bengals gonna be down like fifteen, right? And it's like I don't know, man. Burrow could pull it off like one quarter, and then it's gonna be Not like 15. a Jalen Ramsey interception <laughs> with like seven minutes left. Well, that's just- a good. So that's a good uh, conversation now that we've got everybody's picks. Uh, MVP is one of the biggest prop bets. Yes. Right now, uh, Stafford is uh, one plus one thirty. Burroughs plus two fifteen, so two to one. Uh, Aaron Donald is is four to one. Ah, that's shit. that's what? low as fuck. Four to one, four, four to one with plus four hundred. No, that tells you that Vegas thinks it's yeah. probably gonna be a blowout because the blowouts are usually <laughs> defensive MVPs. Yeah, so yeah. it's Aaron Donald at four to one, Cooper Cup at six, uh, and then it goes off the rails. Like Jamar Chase is fourteen, uh, OBJ is eighteen, Von Miller is the next guy that shows up at twenty eight hundred. Yeah, do you, I, who do you think would be the MVP, Ryan? Um, in a game like this, is it, is it a quarterback? Is it a defensive guy? And again, we have the advantage of asking you this question because you just went against this defense. To me, the, the oddest thing to me watching that game, and like, dude, I, I, I hated to see you guys lose because I, looking at it now, the way it, it synced up, I think you guys would have beaten the 49ers. And then I, I think you probably would have beaten the Bengals. And this would have been an easy call for the Super Bowl. Do you look at it the same way? I mean, obviously, you know, you want to you want to win, and and you know, I think if we would have beat the uh, you know the Rams, I think we'd be uh, playing playing this Sunday. But but yeah, I think it's 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 tough. Um, you know, kind of going back to the, the MVP thing, I think it, it all depends on the type of game. If it's a blowout, it's it's going to be an offensive player. If it's a if it's a close game, 
I think it's a defensive player, um, you know, because usually with close games, you have you have guys making crazy plays on defense. Uh, you know, the offensive uh, playmakers aren't aren't doing what they normally do because defensive players are, are making uh, making a huge impact. So, uh, yeah, I think it, I think it really could go uh, either way. It all depends on on the game. I think if it's a blowout, uh, you know, it's like you know, what did if if the Rams win, what did what did Stafford do? What did uh, you know uh, Cooper Cup do? you know other way with the Bengals what did Joe do what did what did Jamar do so it, it, it could I think in my opinion it goes based on the type of game it is um if it's a close game I I would think a defensive player would win it and if it's a it's a blowout uh an offensive player is gonna Ryan you've been on the show before you know we got some sponsors that pay for this shit wagon to be on the air it's the Super Bowl show damn it we got DraftKings. The moment we've been waiting for since September is finally here. In honor of the big game, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56, is giving new customers 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in New York, meaning you can bet from almost a third of the country. Now, if Sportsbook isn't in your state yet, play DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contest for for Super Bowl 56. New customers can get a free shot at $1 million and their top prize with their first deposit. That's right. First deposit, you can play for $1 million. Congratulations. Uh, That's open to everybody. Uh, I have already deposited, so I don't get to play for the million dollars, but you do. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Now, use promo code BROS to get 56 to 1 odds on either team. Just bet $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code BROS at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56. That's 21 and up. Uh, minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gaming resources. Void where prohibited. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Tennessee, call or text the Tennessee red line 1-800-889-9789. In Connecticut, call 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. In New York, call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. Next up, we got the Drinking Bros store. That's right. It's stocked. Go to drinkingbros.com slash store. We've got the bro box in there. Okay. $39.99. You get an exclusive t-shirt that is not on our websites uh, that is coming to you once a month. You also get a t-shirt for maybe hard AF or one of the other shows, some glassware, some drinkware. We got a ton of stuff in the store uh, right now. And the beauty of it is this one goes all the way to us, brother. There's no cuts. Okay. Support the show. Buy some merch. Buy some gear. We got the new FlexFit hats in there with the snapback on them. Uh, snapback's important because even if you have a huge head like myself, it still makes it look to other people like, all right, that guy's got a normal size head just like the rest of us. It's on three snaps. Congratulations. Uh, we've got everything in the store there. We've got uh, American Party stuff, Drinking Bros stuff, Ross Patterson Revolution merch in there. Go to drinkingbros.com slash store now and support the show we would really appreciate it thanks right i think i'm gonna put jalen jalen ramsey's 45 to one i think mm. I'm, I'm gonna put 100 bucks on that because i could the the standard for a defensive player is two or more sacks or two or more interceptions and if a score happens even if the quarterback has a good game there's a decent chance that the defensive guy wins i think jalen especially if uh the Bengals are down late there's a decent chance jalen ramsey picks pick six one uh, and if he does anything else in that game, he's, I think he's got a better shot than Von Miller. Wasn't Malcolm Butler the MVP mm. when he picked off Russell Wilson? No, that was still no. Brady. Uh, the last was defensive really MVP Brady? was Von when the, Miller. When the last, yes, Von Miller and then um, Malcolm what, Smith with the, with the Seahawks, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he had a, a pick six and a fumble recovery and 10 solo tackles, which is, mm. that's a fucking crazy game to have. Right. Uh, Jesus Christ. And the one before that was Ray Lewis the year they uh, won there, and he. I don't know what his stats were, but before that, it was Larry Brown. Wasn't Buccaneers? Buccaneer I think that Super was ninety seven, two thousand two. There was two thousand two. Yeah, yeah. 
Did Ray Lewis murder those people before? Oh yeah, or after De- that Dexter game? Jackson. Dexter he had Jackson. two. He had two picks as well. So two two picks is, is kind of the standard. I, I would say not even two picks, just two. Uh, if he if he like picks and recovers a fumble, pick, or, or recover fumble, a fumble, pick sack, pick sack, or pick six. Uh, that's at a big moment. I think Jalen Ramsey's the best value pick on here. I'm gonna light to twenty dollars on fire. Yeah, and just uh, hundred to one, Van Jefferson. <laughs> ah, I like it. Yeah, even though I have the Bengals to win, I'm, yeah, you never right, know. Never know. You never know. Van Jefferson, dude, could could end up doing it. Um, yeah, with with Ray Lewis, was that the year he murdered the two people, or no? Was that before? I think he was just partying there. Right? No, he might have got popped for uh, deer antler spray that year. Oh, was that what mm, it was? It might have been it. Yeah. Okay, okay, cool. That's a weird thing to do. Cool. <laughs> um, I'm looking at the the odds for points here. <laughs> this does favor the Rams. Um, you know, as far as the over under for points scored, it's 27 for the Rams, 21 for the Bengals. So, I mean that that tells you right there, like, hey, I think the Rams are going to score more than the Bengals. Four here. touchdowns. Yeah, out of the Rams. That's what I think. I don't see it. They, I mean, look, it's the 49ers have an excellent defense. There's no question about that. But it's not like the Rams have been lighting people up. I think Stafford's hurt. I think Stafford's hurt as well. Do you think Stafford's hurt, Ryan? I have, I honestly, I have no idea. Uh, I haven't. <laughs> honestly, after we lost, I haven't really watched any of the games or anything like that. But uh, I don't know. He could be. He, I mean, he always kind of seems to be dinged up, but uh, he's, he's always playing through stuff. So. Yeah. I, honestly, I have, I have no clue if he's he's dinged or not. Yeah, that was so that was my next question. Like after a loss like that, do you watch the tape or do you not watch the tape? Because I've seen that play a thousand times where he throws it to Cooper Cup. I mean, he just chucked it in the sky. Um, I know I, I'm not going to ask you to shit on your defense on that that uh, that call that zero blitz, but um, it looks like he's going through some form of injury. I'm with you. It looks like his neck's hurt again. To be honest. Something like there's something neck with, or a shoulder. There's something with the shoulder movement. Like it's not the like he can still throw the ball far, so it makes me feel like he's uncomfortable turning his body. That, well, he that's has what a fucked is. up back. Yeah. yeah. Well, he broke his back two years ago, right? Mm. And played all of last season with a fucking broken back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is, by the way, kids at home don't do that. <laughs> don't break your back. Uh, well, don't break your back, but also don't fucking play in the NFL. Yeah. If your back is currently broken. <laughs> and don't step on a crack and break your mother's back. Yeah, either. well, okay. shout out to all those moms out there. Yeah, and Ray Lewis's mom as well, okay? Just Do in case. they have an over-under on how many times they're going to show Clayton Kershaw at the game? Oh, boy. Will he be it's, there? It's his, it's his best friend. They played high school football it's together. It's his pal. You really? want to guess, really? guess what position Clayton Kershaw played in high school in football? Uh, quarterback. No, Matt Stafford was playing quarterback. Oh, okay. I don't know then. He throws. O-line. You're kidding. Clayton Kershaw? Not. Kershaw was an O-lineman. Highland Park. Highland he Park. weighs like 170 pounds. Yeah. Man, that's He's kind of like a big goon, though. But yeah. like literally every Rams broadcast or any Matthew Stafford game, they, just, they have to slide in Clayton Kershaw. Kershaw well, who, who's the broadcast team for the Super Bowl? It's NBC. Mm-hmm. Oh, so is it NBC? It's Al, Al Michaels. Al Michaels. And Michaels and, oh, God. Oh, boy. That's I'm awful. Double doink a fucking baseball bat out Collins. I mean, we're not going to be here. We're gonna, now, we're gonna here's be- a guy. Yeah. Do you care? Do you care about the announcers, Ryan? Like, just, do, do people hit you up afterwards and like, shit, I wish Romo was calling this he game? He just likes casual violence. That's all. He doesn't dislike Collinsworth. <laughs> no, I, I don't really pay attention uh, to the announcers all that much. Usually, honestly, when I'm. If I'm watching a game, usually the sound's on mute, and I'm honestly usually playing uh, playing video games while it's going on, so I'm not even really paying attention. I do to the, the same to the thing. Announcers, I but, didn't I didn't realize uh, anybody else did that. I do that all the time. If, oh, I'm no watch, if I'm watching a game by myself, I have the game on like my iPad or something, and I'm playing video games on my big screen. Yeah, I bust out the Atari too. Nope. I'll just I'll have it on mute, but it's usually I'll like uh, the Hamilton soundtrack or something going. <laughs> yeah, dude, uh, I, I've got a gun. And it's, <laughs> I've got a gun and I've been drinking. Yeah, you can't say stuff like that. <laughs> We've been drinking eight percent all day here, yeah. right, guy? Um, <laughs> you know what I love to bet on is the national anthem. Um, th- so I have a rule on the national anthem. You don't have to answer this because you're still playing, and we don't get we don't want to get you canceled. Here. Who is it this year? Um, it is the country singer uh, Guyton. It's a guy um, or girl? It's a girl. But here's the thing mm. I, that makes a difference. I base it on it eth- ethnicity. Okay. Well, it's and, and white and people gender too. Y- yes, women go lo- way longer than men. Wh- white people are, are nervous. They'll race through the anthem. Usually, want to bet the under on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, black people have no problem with that. They'll take their time and they're like, "Great, dude. I'm used to the stage. I've been singing in church. I don't give a shit. I'm going to take my time on this." However, she's a country singer. I think she might hit the under because no. country's pretty concise. Country. Last country singer was what like um, 
fuck, what's his name? The guy that's on all the Allstate commercials. Dennis Haysbert. Or maybe not Allstate, but the, the Pey- <laughs> Peyton Manning commercials. Peyton Manning? The, Brad, Brad Paisley. Oh, Brad Paisley. Brad, oh, Paisley. Oh, yeah, Remember yeah. when Brad Paisley did it? He did it in like... Super fast. Minute. It was like 47 seconds. Yeah. White people get nervous doing yeah. the fucking I think national it's a, anthem. I think it's just guys. I think it's guys. I think it's male I, and female. Really? Uh, yeah, I yeah. think so. Yeah. I think it is more male and female. But I, could well. see, I see your point. Like that style of music lends itself more to longer, drawn out fucking music. Yeah. Right? Uh, I... <laughs> We'll see what happens. I think it, it also depends on just like with with male singers too. If you want to get like really technical into it, back to Let's my musical it. soundtracks here. There it is. Uh, the deeper the voice, the shorter they'll go. Right. right. So a higher a higher voice, someone who can really like. Well, luckily, go so, longer. somebody will be standing outside of the stadium on Saturday while she's practicing and doing her sound check, uh, filming yeah. and timing the whole thing. Yeah. So like every year it happens. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I, I, did she I wait? Say, I say wait. she's a country artist. I say she goes under on this one. Um, but they've also got a prop bet here of, of whether or not there'll be an aircraft uh, in a flyover. Yeah. All in on that. Isn't there always, Dan, your military? Isn't there always a fucking aircraft flyover? Uh, yeah. So the, uh, the NFL has uh, a contract with the Department of Defense to do that. It's like $26,000 or something like that. Okay. Every time. I think, I think it's something like that. But it's... Um, it's a contract to do the flyover and the anthem. The reason the anthem happens at all the games is because the DOD has a contract with the NFL. Great. So the that, NFL also, by the way, is a tax-exempt organization. So this is a perfect, uh, this is a perfect is segue, okay? Yeah. <clears throat> Another prop bet in Vegas, because these get real crazy, Ryan. I know you're not a gambler, but these get crazy. Blue Angels do not participate uh, is minus 900. Or mm-hmm. the Blue Angels to participate. I would and who are the Blue Angels? Can the, you answer that you question? You don't know who the Blue Angels are? No, I know who they are. Mm. But in the military, they're who, just a, it's who a, were they before they became the Blue Angels? Uh, well, they're just pilots of fixed-wing aircraft. But they, it's, it's like uh, the Golden Knights, right? Not the hockey team, but the parachute team. Okay. They do displays. They do events and shit like that. Uh, it's minus 900. They don't do it. I would say they probably do. LA is all about spectacle. Yes. Right? Yes. But it's I mean, a dome. Who cares? They've done it over domes before. Ryan, when, when an when a <laughs> aircraft is flown over from when, when you've played, do you ever put your finger in the air and kind of rub, try to rub the belly like Free Willy? <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's, it's, <laughs> honestly, when we have flowers, it's the, the, the sweetest thing ever. I know last year they, uh, for the Super Bowl, they did the, uh, the stealth bombers. Oh, that yeah. was yeah, yeah. freaking sweet. Yeah, those are just like seeing that. That was a uh, that was that was that was awesome. Uh, a lot of times, for whatever reason, they fly out of they for our games. They fly out of Georgia. They fly the uh, the warthogs yeah, yeah. a lot for us. Um, <clears throat> the A10. So it's it's pretty it's pretty cool seeing seeing those uh, those aircraft. They, I mean, it's kind of nerve wracking sometimes because they uh, they get pretty damn close to that jumbotron sometimes. Don't worry about it. <laughs> you're like you're like sixty feet away. You know. Don't worry, <laughs> Don't worry about that. Don't worry about that little guy. Uh, I could call somebody and see if the Williams are going to be doing this. Could you really? Yeah. Great. Let's put some money yeah, on that. Well, That'd be fantastic. I'll, I'll definitely cheat our sponsor. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> why not? Like, if, they always limit that shit, though. Oh, yeah. All the it's, like, it's usually like 35 it's usually bucks or something that. like that. That's fine, yeah. but our, our contract is up in like 60 days. So. The other one is the halftime show, which is going to... This might be the best halftime show in a while. Yeah. Right? Who was your halftime show, Ryan, when, when you guys were in it last year? I forget. I have no idea. Yeah. Who was the halftime show last shit. year? Shit. Were we it there? Was, no, the Super year before... Well, we were the there. Blinded by the light guy. Oh, uh, the week weekend. Oh, yeah, oh, it was yeah, the weekend. Yeah, yeah, it was the weekend. Yeah, he did. He it he wild spent shit. seven million dollars of his own money to do all the props and shit. Yeah, yeah, what yeah. What a fucking yeah. lunatic! And he also ejected a bunch of weird shit into, into his, his face. face it yeah. wasn't that wasn't good. You're lucky you were playing in that game. You don't have to watch it like the rest of us. <laughs> I got up. I was like, oh boy, we're good to go here. Um, Gaga was good. I was there in person for Gaga. Um, but the year before that, uh, or the year after that, was uh, uh, Adam Levine, right? Yes, and that in, was terrible. In Atlanta, it was awful. That was terrible. It was awful. Like he, that's there's nothing football about Maroon Five. Come on. Yeah, know? but this is Snoop. This is Dre. This is Eminem. This is Kendrick Lamar, and this is Mary J. Blige. How do you how do you go wrong with this one in LA? I think this one will be a banger. We could probably do without Eminem. <sighs> wow, that's yeah. a crazy. This thing is Detroit say. trying to steal a little extra valor. I mean, if Eminem, if it, if it was Eminem 15 years ago, then I would be cool with this. But he's, yeah, I don't know. I'm good on Eminem. Now. I think he's doing though the hits. Like you do, the if hits. he does the hits, then all then let's do it. But uh, if he does, forgot about Dre. 
if he and Dre do that song, that he place, will. that entire building might They're melt. They're so old yes. now. Who cares? They're I so want to see it. I want to see it one more time. This is, that's, they always have old people. Well, yeah. the first prop bet is who starts to speak, sing, or rap first. Oh, shit. Out of those Eminem, five people. 100%. All right, so out of the people we just named, Ryan, who's the most famous rapper and who, who, would, who would come out first, I guess? Snoop. Or do you go less famous? It's probably Snoop. Snoop. I don't know. I think, I think you've got to start with Snoop. And big personality. I, I, like Eminem's kind of quiet. Dre's kind of quiet, right, until they actually get started doing their music. Yeah. Snoop is Snoop also is literally local. everywhere. Yeah. Local. Yeah. 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 Snoop's an L.A. LA guy. guy. Well, so he, Dre's an L.A. guy, Dre's too, an L.A. So guy. So is Kendrick Lamar. Yeah, yeah, I think Snoop is the biggest of the three, though. I did a thing with Mary She's J. Blige. She was in L.A. She was. In, she might be local. I don't too. know where she's from, actually. I don't either. Um, but it might be. She. Could, I could also see her coming out singing something first, and then other people come in. She's fucking incredible, by the way. Yeah, gonna, she's really good. I've, I've seen her live a couple times. Is she's Slash really going to pop out, or maybe Flea? There will be some people that Flea. aren't on the, the thing. Yeah, it'll be like a chi- yeah Flea. It'll be Flea. LA shit. Yeah. It'll be Chili yeah. Peppers. Mary J. Blige's or maybe Bronx. maybe Metallica or something. Okay, will come out and play there from Los Angeles as well. <sighs> like they, it's a huge band. Yeah, like if you're talking like Metallica is one of the biggest bands of all time. If you're gonna have somebody do it, yeah, yeah, do there, it, there will do be there will be some something other than just uh, hip hop and R B that. that happens at all they, they never do just one genre anymore no and mickey guyton again is country yeah. um so she's doing the national anthem so yeah i i assume there'll be some form of toss-up you've never had to deal with this shit because you're playing but for us like dude we live and die by this do you have a do you throw a huge party now that you're not in it uh we'll probably have just like family over some friends you know watch the game drink some beer what have you been uh, doing since not, uh, what, what have you been doing since since uh the season ended for you guys you guys like hunting and shit or what are you doing I haven't been, haven't been yet. Uh, there's not really no hunting season right now. Yeah, that's I, true. I guess, you know, there's some mountain lion hunting in Colorado I could go do, but uh, that sounds like honestly, the best. Like, yeah, I got packed up and and uh, got back to Colorado. It was in Vegas for five days. God, that was way too long uh, for the for the Pro Bowl, and then we just got back uh, back to Colorado a couple days ago. Um, yeah, so we're excited. We uh, we actually just bought a ranch last year, um, in just south of where we're at here in Colorado now, six hundred acres. So, oh, sure. uh, excited to start going <laughs> and working on that. Um, but it'll be uh, it'll be sweet. Yeah, since you know, once for me, like once balls over with for the year, I kind of decompress for about a month, and you know, I'll watch the game, I'll do this and that. But from for me, the most part, I just kind of get away from it. Mm. What about the draft? <laughs> do you get into the draft? Because we always we always throw a uh, throw a huge draft party here. Will the draft influence where you go at all, like when you're watching it, or do you watch it? Uh, uh, well, the free agency is before the draft, so um, that wouldn't really be a, a deciding factor. But uh, no, I mean, early in my career, I used to, really, you know, when I was when I was with the Ravens before I became like a full time starter, I would always watch the draft and see who we were drafting because obviously I felt like I, they were trying to replace me, so I paid paid more attention to uh, to it then, but. Now, you know, being, you know, a veteran and, and kind of an established guy, you know, I'll kind of just casually watch it and see, you know, who we, who we pick, you know, in the first couple of rounds and then uh, go from there. But no, nah, I'm, not, I'm not, I don't get too worked up about the draft anymore. You should. I want you to get worked up about it. I want, I want to see you as angry about the draft as you are on the field. Like, I want to see a helmet out, you bashing in TVs and everything else. You can pop into our live show and anything. That'd be a blast. Just watching you terrorize shit in your own house. Uh, do your family members bother you <laughs> yeah. about like game info while you're watching the game and like the Super Bowl? Like Ryan, what's this guy going to do here and all that other shit? Because I feel like I would if you were my uncle. Uh, a little bit, uh, not too bad. Um, they like just I've been doing it for so long now that uh, you know a lot of times they know that uh, it's already hard enough for me to watch games and not you know try to analyze and feel like I'm at work. So a lot of times they don't ask me a, a bunch of a bunch of questions. Uh, but some, some random, you know, game type questions every once in a while. But, uh, but no, yeah, they, uh, it, it does get kind of annoying at, at times if uh, people are asking me every, for every play, like, oh, what, why they do like this there. It's, it's, it's kind of frustrating at times, but for the most part, uh, uh, the people that, you know, I keep around me for the most part, they don't, uh, they don't bug me too much about it. That's cool. Uh, do you think about the Hall of Fame at all? No, not really. Uh, you know, for me, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I'm that caliber of a player or anything like that, but, um, you know, we'll, we'll see, but, uh, hell, I just like hitting people. <laughs> Cause then we asked, we had another famous center on the show. Nick Mangold was on the show. Uh, yep. 
Great guy. Great barbecue sauce, by the way. I don't yeah. know if you've had his barbecue sauce. It's excellent. Yeah. Uh, he was on the show, and it's, it fucking sold out here. So Nick, Nick owes us, I feel like, forever. Yeah, he does. Yeah, forever. Um, I'm going to start showing up at his house. Yeah, he had to start delivering it by van after the show, and that's no lie. <laughs> so Nick definitely owes us for that, for the barbecue sauce. But I told him, I was like, dude, I think you're, you're an easy Hall of Famer. And he was like, look, people don't really pay attention to who the center is that much. It's just not that sexy of a position. Would you agree with that assessment? I, I would. Um you know, I, I think I think Nick is a is a Hall of Fame type player. Um, the, the hard the hard part about it is, you know, offensive lineman. Unless you're a left tackle, you're never going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Usually, um, you know, there's some exceptions in there. Um, again, like uh, Marshall Yonda, who was a longtime right guard for Baltimore, perennial All Pro, perennial Pro Bowler. Uh, in my opinion, should be a, be a you know first ballot type guy. We'll see. He probably won't be just because he played guard. If he played tackle his entire career, it'd, you know, be more of a locked in for. Uh, you know, first ballot, but yeah, I mean, offensive linemen, they're always, you know, we're just kind of, we're kind of there, you know, we're, we're the fat guys that do all the work that nobody appreciates. So um, it's always, it's always a little bit harder for, for guys to get in the hall of fame, but uh, I, I would, I would think Nick uh, is, is he's got the, uh, the resume as a hall of famer. So um, I think he'll, he'll get in there eventually. Yeah, I agree. Um, shit. My, my mom's friend in high school uh, got in recently, Doug Smith. He was a center for the, the Rams, actually, ironically, uh, for many, many years. Um, I believe he's in. Uh, I, I think it, it, the importance of it, you notice, especially watching with a guy like you play with like Brady and them. And I, I, honestly, it's because of the long red hair. I don't know if, you, if you've heard that or not before, but like watching you go down the field, you don't pay attention to, to centers, but you're the only guy with like fucking huge like <laughs> red locks running down the field trucking people. Um, you're pretty easy to spot. Whereas I don't know besides you or Nick that I know any other centers in the game, to be honest with uh, you, my name, Jason Kelsey, mm. Mm. Mitch, yeah. Moore, Mitch Morse. No, uh, Buffalo. That, that dude nope. from, uh, from, uh, uh, the Packers. that's always hurt. <laughs> yeah, that guy. Every single, no, I'm just kidding. Are you guys boys though? Like after the game? Cause like quarterbacks go up to other quarterbacks. Do you go to other centers after the game? Like a Jersey exchange? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm not a big Jersey exchange guy. You know, there's, there's been times where guys ask me and I'm like, yeah, whatever. I'll, you know, I'll send it to you whatever. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of one of those things after, after every game, you, you know, you go across and you, you usually find your position group and, and go say what's up. So almost after every game, yeah, you go up to the opposing offensive line and, and you know, just say what's up and, and, and talk to each other. But, but yeah, no, it's, it's a, uh, it's pretty common. I'd say. You should start asking for weird shit. Yeah. Like, hey, do you want to exchange socks? Give me your mouth guard. Yeah. Give me your toenails. To be yeah. fair, uh, game-used socks by Carson Wentz are currently available for purchase on the Philadelphia Eagles Fanatics site. Really? Oh, How much are they? Like 200 bucks. Well, there's not yeah. many of them. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> uh, he didn't play that many games. Doesn't, nah, he didn't feel like There's a little grass stain on there. It felt <laughs> fake. Like, they made a guy go out after and, like, rub it on the Oh, ground. like Kurt Schilling sock. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Game-use. Gross. <laughs> No, I was just saying that to be weird. I didn't know that was a real thing, and now I'm upset. Yeah. Yeah, now so, we want it. We I, want it. I think we should get them, and whoever loses our next bet just wears them as gloves in the office for it's a month. Ooh. Only if they're the socks he wore when he tore his ACL against the Rams. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. you want, like, a bad bloody sock. Yeah. Yeah, well, he's from Delco. He likes dark shit, mm -hmm. of course. Uh, Ryan, now's the point in the show. We get to the Drinking Bro of the Week, which is someone who has inspired you or helps you become the person you are today. Who would you like to give the Drinking Bro of the Week to? I'd say probably my brother, uh, older brother, uh, you, know, you know, he's been my biggest supporter when it comes to, uh, uh, me playing ball, uh, you know, kind of my story going to a division two school. His story was a little, was a little different. You know, he was a five-star recruit coming out of high school, uh, you know, ended up going to Nebraska, but, you know, just had a bunch of injuries and never really got a, a career started. And then, uh, you know, I went to division two school and, you know, started balling and, and ever since then he's, he's always, he's been my biggest fan um and biggest supporter so I'd, I'd say probably probably my brother uh he just he's he kick at he's a kick ass he's, he's a cop he, he you know he works hard for his family and and he's always supporting uh supported me and everything i've done so i'd say uh i'd say my brother that's awesome where's he a cop at in uh in pueblo actually in southern colorado oh, oh no wow. shit cool. that's dope man congratulations uh and and honestly congratulations on all your success uh i got the pleasure to hang out with you like we said a, a few years ago You've just always been a fucking awesome guy, and you're one of those people who deserves everything that comes your way, and uh, and that's 
that's amazing to see because it's rare. Usually the guys who are super successful are just fucking assholes. Um, and you're just like, come on, man. You know, like Antonio Brown. Like, what's the, how do you even describe that fucking dude? I don't know. It, it, it's, it's awesome. I mean, it's, it's crazy, you know, what, what he did and, and what he's doing now. But it's, I don't, I, I don't even know. It, it, it was <laughs> the whole situation. Everybody asked me, like, after the game, what happened. And I was like, I honestly, I don't know. We were having our own you know, battle on the field at the time. It was, it was crazy. That same drive that he, he did his thing. Uh, we had just got a 15 yard penalty and we we're, it was like third and 19 and Tom came in the huddle and was just, was just, I mean, absolutely going at us as a, as a team. We we're down by 14 to the jets, uh, you know, with however much time left in the third quarter. And he just absolutely went at us, especially after uh, Allie, or who's our left guard, got a 15 yarder, made a third and 19. Mm-hmm. And and he came in and started yelling at us and, and everything. And Allie's like, hey, just relax. We're going to get the first down. We end up going and getting the first down. And Tom comes back in the huddle and just continues right where he left off. And it was it was just crazy. So when anybody ever asked me about the A-B thing, I was like, I had no idea what was fucking going on. Uh, all I know is I was getting my ass chewed. Everybody's getting their ass chewed by Tom. And then we go down and score a touchdown, come back again, score a touchdown again. And then, you know, we walk it off at the end of the game. So, uh, yeah, it was that whole, that whole situation is just, it was, it was crazy. Yeah. And the reason I call him an asshole is like, it's what he, it's what he said about himself on another podcast. He was just like, eh, looking back on it, I probably shouldn't have done all that shit. Um, <laughs> to me, he's, that's really self-aware AB. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, bud. The damage has been done. I don't think he's going to another team. Would you want to play with him again? I mean, as as a as a player, what he does is, is amazing. Like he he's a, a a great football player. It's just the other the other stuff that you know uh, you know he does is just you can't you can't have both. And um, you know what he did is uh, you know do I think he's going to be on another team? I I could see it happening again uh in the, the right situation the right team but i honestly I'm, I'm not sure okay yeah i don't i don't think he's coming back uh, there's no way there's no way no, he's gonna be fighting in triller soon yeah he'll be fighting shadow chisinko in yeah. triller and, that, and well, that'll be that he'll probably be murdering aaron carter like he'll just be pulling aaron carter's teeth out of his glove and then yeah Maybe, yeah, yeah. yeah you might yeah. you never know you never know uh i know you won't be doing any of that bullshit um because you'll you'll be on a ranch and you'll be killing mountain lions <laughs> Uh, with a handgun, just going right up behind him in the back of the head, because that's who you are, Ryan. And if you can, fine. if you can sneak up on a fucking mountain lion, then you've you've done well in life. I think he could. I think no, he could. I'm no. not gonna. I don't think any human being can, and definitely not a man of that size. I mean, he's pretty nimble. On he's feet. pretty nimble, dude. So, certainly nimble, but still a large. I mean, I mean it wouldn't be that. It wouldn't be that difficult. The other day, we on our game camera, right outside of a right, you know, probably thirty <laughs> yards from the house, mountain lion just walked right past on the driveway. So. Uh, it might not be might not be as hard as you'd think. Yeah, but to yeah. sneak up on one and shoot him in the back of the head. Yeah, you could plug one. Just put some weed out there. Get him high. Yeah, my money's on Rye Guy. <laughs> and then just there's, plenty of, there's plenty of weed growing in Colorado. Just yeah, throw some tons. out there. Say lead him into a room, Joe Pesci style. And oh, then, yeah. Yeah, you open, yeah. He opens the door. Make him think he's getting made. Yeah. yeah for yeah. sure, yeah. That's probably the easiest way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then devastate him. Yeah. I love it. Well. Uh, thank you for joining us, dude. Uh, you're welcome back anytime, especially after you retire, so you can get into the real dark stories. I know they're out there. Yeah. <laughs> There's always stories. <laughs> For sure. For Danthony, Danthony Holloway, uh, Delco, Dan, Hot Bob, uh, Ryan Jensen, I'm Ross Patterson. This is the Super Bowl preview show. Good luck, everyone, and enjoy Super Bowl Sunday. If you're in Austin, Texas, join us at uh, Whiskey Tango Foxtrot Ice House downtown for the live seltzer release party for Hard A.L. Seltzer. Good night, everyone.